Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $175 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. John's still on vacation. Sorry about that. I'm here with uh, my news presenter. And you're my BFF. Mm. Best friend forever, is that yeah. what that means? Yep. I think only girls use that, right? Well, I, I don't know. See that in That's BFF. kind of sexist, Ken. Do young guys do that? Do they call their... Pals, Probably not. BFF. Eric is shaking his head now. I just have a best friend or a couple, a couple best friends, but not BFFs. No, we, we nobody you referred to as BFF no. in your life. Sorry. No. All right, then I'm rejecting that. You'll have to come up with a better one. I gave you news presenter. You liked it better than news reader. Yes, I do. So you can do better than BFF. Thank you. You're my buddy. We'll wait for the rest of the show and see what you come up with, my buddy. What <laughs> <laughs> you call a little dog? That you. <laughs> Uh, he hates it when we do this, but did you have a nice weekend? I did. It went by way too fast, but I did. What about you, Ken? I, You know what I did? I had an emergency plan. In case Barbara Ferrer went back to the indoor mask mandate in L.A. County, I had already decided a couple weeks ago to escape to Orange County. Mm. And I did two things. I went to the Los Angeles Rams training camp on Saturday morning. Nice. Uh, an experience I will not repeat. <laughs> I was going to say I'm jealous, but I guess not. There's way too many people. Way too many people. Uh, it was at UC Irvine is where they where they have their workouts because obviously it's a little cooler down there than being up you know, in L.A. parts. And uh, it was the season ticket holder day, so you come and you get to get in at 9.30. It's things I didn't know, maybe because I didn't look 
closer. You, you, you can start to come in there at 930, but you actually can't get to the field until 11. I didn't know that. I got there about 1030 and there was already a mob scene there of people. And they had a couple of giveaways and there was a DJ and there was one concession stand that had way too long a line. But we were trapped in this little area outside the area where the fields were. And then, you know, at 11 o'clock, all right, we're going to go in. It was 11.10, 11.15. And then they funneled everybody through one little walk to get to the fields. And it took another 15 or 20 minutes. And then when I got to the fields, all the stands are full. Ah. So, you, so you're not going to get a seat. And then they announced the team's not coming out till 12.30. I'm like, 12.30? Yeah. Meanwhile, it was a bunch of kids throwing footballs around. They look like uh, water boys. They were, And people were cheering that because there was really nothing else to do. Like one... A girl, she made a nice catch. Yeah, and like, why am I? So I went over to the area where they had like food uh, uh, wagons or whatever. And it was like an hour and a half line for a hot dog. And I thought of you and I said, I'm not going to wait an hour and a half for a hot dog. I would never. Moore. God, oh, I'm glad you didn't. Oh, all the food. Well, wait till we get to the better story. But all the food was uh, was uh, <laughs> not exactly healthy at this place. And, and the lines were tremendous. It was all... Kettle corn and snow cones and hot dogs and hamburgers and French fries. and But the lines were, so what time is it now? It's not even 12. Goodbye. I left. But but the better experience was Sunday. I've never, I haven't been to the Orange County Fair in probably 20 years. I went there with a friend of mine who was visiting once and we had nothing to do. And I said, well, now let's check out the Orange County Fair. That's a much better experience, except I do not recommend it for, for uh, Deborah Mark. Because there's no vegan food there, right? Oh, my God. First of all, it's like 80% of what you see there is just food. There's just food stands everywhere. And most of it is, yes, hot dogs and beef. I don't understand that because, I mean, back in the day, I understand. There was no big sign that said, come over here for a nice salad. But there are plenty of Delicious people. avocados and lentils here. I bet you there are people it that leave funnel cakes No. And all that fried yeah. stuff. Oh, no. yeah. They, they have, you know, they do the fried Oreo. And they do the fried cookie dough was a new one I hadn't seen. Well, Oreos are vegan, Ken. I don't know what they're frying them in, but Oreos are vegan. Yeah, I didn't ask what oil it was. I actually, well, I did try the fried uh, cookie dough. But basically, they just take donut dough and they put uh, the cookie dough filling inside and they drop the whole thing in a fryer. That's all they do. And it was nothing special or spectacular, but people always go there for that. But but the, the big one, Deborah Mark, the one that I know will really disgust you, what? that is freaking everywhere. The large turkey legs, oh, the barbecue God, turkey I legs. I remember going to the Renaissance Fair when I lived in the Bay Area many, many years ago, and I remember people walking around. I have not been to the Orange County Fair. But, but you weren't I, a vegan then, right? No, I wasn't, but it's just so... Well, I don't oh, want I to offend anybody. But... Everybody looks like Henry VIII. Yes. Walking around with this big bone, like Fred Flintstone. Yes. This, this massive turkey leg, and they're chomping on it. And what's weird is that it's almost everywhere. Anywhere there was a stand that was selling either hot dogs or meat, they also had the turkey legs, and they're just sitting there for you to see on the grill. And you didn't get I, one? No, I did, I did not get one. You were I full by that time. Uh, I don't like dark dark meat. Oh, I'm not a big fan, even though I know white breast meat is not as healthy and it's kind of, well, they're both fatty, but it's not as, uh, it's not, it's dry normally. Whereas the turkey leg, the dark meat is generally moister, but I'm not a big fan. No, I did get a corn dog. Sorry about that. And I did get the fried cookie dough. And there was one place that had the best potato chips. Well, you like French fries. so I do. And I like potato chips. Really good potato chips. No, there's no, oh, I don't know what the oil was. I didn't ask. 
See, if you had been with me, all these dopey questions would have been asked. Exactly. Yeah, and I would have asked them and I would have annoyed you. But there, I mean, the rest of it is rides, which I don't really participate in. There's some exhibits. Oh, there's animals. Lots of animals. Did there you were, pet but, some? I, uh, I thought maybe not to do that. Um, I looked at them in the cages. There was uh, goats. You probably wouldn't like it, though, because they're, they're, they're kind of bored in there, sitting there. I guess they're there. They give out awards for uh, the livestock awards. Mm-hmm. They have this big plaque where the winners from the last number of years are listed, and it's cows and goats and sheep. And uh, I forget what else. And then I made it. I finally made it over to your section, which was the vegetables. They actually had like a little display. People uh, got awards for having like the largest tomato. Oh. And the largest cucumber. That thing was massive. I forget how long it was. There was all sorts of uh, displays for people that had uh, that. They weren't selling any to eat. They were just there for oh. people who grow them. Just and for a prize. Got, like it was a large pumpkin and a large potato. It was all awards for usually the largest because I don't know how else you'd. You can't really judge the flavor because otherwise you'd have to eat it. Right. So it's really just on display there with the name of the, the grower and stuff. But um, yeah, it was a fun time. I recommend it. I don't recommend Rams training camp, but I do, rec- <laughs> I do recommend the Orange County Fair. Uh, the other thing, of course, that happened is that uh, none of us is a billionaire. Yeah, I was a little bummed about that. Yeah, when I looked at those numbers, and I'm... I'm an idiot like everyone else. When I saw them come out Friday night, I said, that looks like someone's going to win. Because they were kind of spread around. 13, 36, 45, 57, 67. There was one in each, you know, three, one, three, four, five, six. And the mega ball was 14. So I said, ah, plus we have so many people who have entered this now. There's probably going to be a winner. And then I heard Saturday morning, Illinois. I know. One winning ticket in that little state. It's not a little state, but honestly, Illinois. Who thinks about Illinois? Nobody. And the place was De Plain, which I think is near the airport outside of Chicago, where I actually was about a month ago. But I don't think I was at a Speedway gas station in De Plain, <laughs> So, But I went there for a wedding, so I was actually in Chicago, but I didn't think about buying the, uh, the uh, lottery tickets. Um, according to lottery law in Illinois, this person, and it's well, just one ticket, does not have to come forward ever. Just I wouldn't. Few... Would you? <laughs> if you didn't have to? No, I don't think you should. Uh, people are going to find out and probably disclose who you are. Don't you think your friends and family or eventually somebody, you're going to have to tell somebody and you have to cash the ticket. Yeah. So there could be a leak coming from the lottery office or from somebody you know uh, sooner or later. Although uh, it says here there was a big winner years ago. Uh, what state was it? I think it was like Maryland or somewhere. The, million, the billion and a half. And that person, I don't think every, everybody just forgot about them. Well, it's not like you're going to post it on Facebook. I mean, you would get a lot of uh, likes, but uh, you'd get a lot right. of people that want to be your new BFF. Yeah, you know, they tell you not to do that. Didn't you see all those stories that came out Friday about what to do if you win? And the yeah, first thing to do is do nothing. And then maybe contact financial advisors and stuff like that. But certainly do not blab on Facebook or wherever Deborah Mark posted. Uh, <laughs> I have the even would you, I wouldn't post that. You'd brag though if you won like a thousand dollars, wouldn't you? I would. You would. Yeah. I probably would. Yeah. Because I never win anything. So that would be that would be very exciting. Yeah, apparently there was a big ticket sold in Fresno, the top ticket in the state of California. Uh that was the only big prize out here. And you would figure that we would probably have the most tickets sold. But uh it was uh oh, I don't have the amount here, but there was a uh 
they where you have most of the numbers but not all of the numbers you have to match all five numbers uh oh four million dollars a ticket sold at avon's grocery store in fresno was worth four million dollars so that's it now we go back to normal life we stop talking about that and you got to move on. All right. I got a lot to get to today. Steve Gregory is going to come on next hour and take a look at that Sixth Street Bridge in downtown Los Angeles, which has been the subject of uh, a lot of hijinks. Right? Questionable behavior, is the, I think, is what they called it. A lot of it's not legal. You can't block the roadway. You can't do all sorts of car stunts that they do. There's graffiti going on. There's people climbing up in the archways. It is still being overrun, but LAPD... I guess, to some aspect, has come up with a sort of a plan. We're going to talk about that with Steve Gregory. What they did over the weekend, I think it was yesterday, was that they called it an enforcement action. And they were out there for five or six hours just kind of patrolling and looking closely what everybody was doing and questioning people if it looked like they were engaging in questionable behavior. So Steve will come along at 3 o'clock. After 2.30, even though Barbara Ferrer and the L.A. County Health Department did not pull the indoor mask mandate, on those of us in L.A. County, it looks like there's still some schools that are going to require the kids to wear the masks in the classes. And we're going to talk to one parent clearly not happy with that continuing. So that's all coming up right here on the John and Ken Show on KFI. I see that we have a flash flood warning for some sections of Riverside and San Bernardino County this afternoon in place until 345. You've probably been noticing for quite some time a number of days now we're having this monsoonal weather oh and by the way it it rained on me yesterday at the orange county fair oh no there was showers did you it bring was, an umbrella it wasn't heavy enough for an umbrella it was just drops and then there may have been one little intermittent portion where it was a little bit heavy it was kind of weird though but I, I i liked it it was sort of like a throwback to you know live in another parts of the country where <laughs> during the summer or other times of the year it might just drizzle or rain a little bit so it was, and plus it was nice and cloudy. It was just very humid, but it kept it kind of, kind of interesting for the afternoon. So uh, yeah, they're going to keep these in place until three forty-five. And uh, did I see that story that they're warning the homeless not, not to head up to these to these flash flood areas to camp or something like yeah. that? Or, yeah, they're they're they want them to stay away. They're going to get uh, wiped out if there's one of these uh, massive flash flooding storms that just kind of all the mud comes down the hillside. Coming up after 2.30, I'm going to talk to a parent who, like other parents in this particular school, are not happy that their kids are going to have to continue to wear masks indoors, even though the county indoor mask mandate was not reinstated. It looks like the schools, some of them are going to do a different thing. So we'll talk about that after the news at 2.30. If you've, uh, we haven't talked about this in a while, and that's the whole shoplifting craze. Uh, I don't think it's died down. I just don't think it gets as much attention as it did a few months ago. And there was the spectacular cases where people would go into the jewelry store and smash open the jewelry case and take everything and run. But what's still happening on a daily basis, particularly in the big cities of this country, is shoplifting. Uh, There was quite an eye-opener in the New York Post over the weekend. CNN also did a story about what some of the stores are doing to try to combat uh, rampant shoplifting. And anybody knows in the last, I don't know, number of years, when you go into certain stores like drug stores, you find some items that are locked up, right? 
So for me, I think one time I was looking for a little just pair of headphones, little plug-in headphones. It don't cost that much, 20 bucks, 15 bucks, locked up. Not locked up, but on one of those racks where you can't remove it without somebody coming by with a key. I think I also found that to be the case when I look for stuff dealing with shaving, I guess, razors and stuff. They'd sometimes lock up. So I wouldn't say high-end stuff, but certainly more high-priced. But the story in the New York Post concerns in New York City, a couple of the drugstores apparently are locking up things as small as cans of Spam. Imagine that. They actually have a picture of a can of Spam. They put it in, I, I guess it's in some sort of unbreakable casing. It's see-through, so you can see it's Spam. But you have to have somebody come and unlock it from the case. It's really bizarre. Uh, others are locking up toothpaste, soap, Dawn dish detergent. I, this is what it's come to. And it's obviously an irritant to shoppers. Many of these store managers who are interviewed in these stories say, we have to weigh the cost of shoplifting versus how much this is going to cause our customers to just kind of go, I'm not staying around here to wait for somebody to come down here and unlock the spam. Uh, also, $1.89 cans of Starkiss tuna. Wow. Although people were surprised because they saw other items that were more expensive, like some can of soup that cost $5.49. Amy's soup? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's organic. Oh, that's why it's more expensive. Okay. Those weren't locked up. But I think the reason for that is that sometimes the shoplifters just go for the spam. They're not going to go for Amy's organic soup. Who wants that? <laughs> They're going for the spam because it's, it's, it's a more common item that, that people eat or they can sell somewhere. In fact, it looks like the Biden administration's working really hard to get the online retailers to make people show proof of purchase when they try to resell this stuff. I don't know how that's going, but that apparently is another one of the... Uh, Efforts being made to stop people who steal from reselling the stuff that if you're going to put it online, you're going to try to sell the stuff you just stole from the store. You're going to have to present some sort of proof of purchase. Uh, yeah, it says, yeah, see, here's one. They had to unlock the case for a $38 electric razor. Not happy with that, but I can see that. And <laughs> the story is a man came into one of these drugstores and uh, he asked the employee to unlock the glass case for a $38 electric razor. Can anybody guess what happened next? He bolted out of the store with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but that just means he has to present himself directly to somebody at the store as a witness of his theft. See, apparently what's happened over the years is that, remember the thing used to be with shoplifters, the alarm would go off when you go out the door, particularly like in the department stores, but those get ignored now. And if there's lots of them, there's nobody, there's nobody standing at the door to find out who exactly did that. I mean, maybe you walked out with an inventory tag still on your clothes or something like that. So the stores decided that wasn't going to work. A bell going off, an alarm going off, wasn't going to stop anybody. So now they're, they're, the next tactic is to lock up more of the stuff. Uh, according to a writer of history, says shoplifting came of age in America in 1965. This woman wrote the book, The Steal, A Cultural History of Shoplifting. 
The FBI reported that year it had jumped 93% in the prior five years and was the nation's fastest growing form of larceny. So if you want to look back to the time where it all turned in terms of store theft, you might look back to 1965. Three years later, officials said there was an additional surge in young teenagers shoplifting, and that was the whole hippie movement. The thing we're hearing today, and I saw this quote in one of the stories about the shoplifting, somebody shrugged and said, well, that just means they need it, right? If they took it, well, they need it. Don't you understand? There's a lot of poor people out there and you got to eat. Really? That's the excuse. And this we heard during the 2020 riots after the death of George Floyd that there's a couple of far wacko pundits who appear on the cable news channels trying to rationalize that shoplifting is merely a way for the poor people to get back at the rich people. But it doesn't, because if the store gets ripped off enough, all they're going to do is raise the prices on everyone, which includes the other poor people that actually shop at the store and pay for their merchandise. So these are the tactics being taken. But honestly, uh, and that's how I felt that day I went to the store and I was looking for the little headphones and I saw that they were locked up. And I said, I couldn't see anybody around, nobody. I think there might have been somebody already at the front of the store. And the person at the front of the store was the checkout person. So they were dealing with the customers in line trying to buy stuff. So I said, forget it. I'm walking out of here and just buy them online. And isn't that what all of this is going to do? It's going to drive more people just to do online purchases rather than sit there and have to wait for a store clerk to Absolutely. come around. Absolutely. I wouldn't wait. And unlocked. Have right. you seen this? Any store you go into the stuff locked up? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, right now, this story is about New York City, and I imagine there may be parts of L.A. will do this. I don't think everywhere that most people live in the more suburban areas that they're doing this. They're just doing this in the places where they get ripped off the most. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's meat, too, Deborah. There's a can, a little can of ham here that's locked up. I don't get that. <laughs> that no. They ignored the, the soup. All right, we got more coming up on the John and Ken Show. We'll talk to a mom who's upset with a school that is making the kids continue to wear masks indoors. And this school is in L.A. County, where we did not resume the indoor mask mandate for the rest of us. The Johnny Kent Show right here on KFI. And Steve Gregory will be along after 3 o'clock as we continue to watch the, one of the most fascinating stories involving the breakdown of civilization. And that's the new 6th Street Bridge in downtown Los Angeles. Barely a night go by without a story about it, costing nearly $600 million. It simply connects downtown Los Angeles with the Boyle Heights neighborhood across the way, and it has resulted in a spectacle of incidents. Many of them, as the media says, questionable. There's a small segment that just thinks, well, you know, this is the culture, and this bridge belongs to the people, and they should be able to go there and do whatever they want to do. It's like a park. A park. Well, one of the thoughts is to actually close it to car traffic, which is weird, but I guess possible in these anti-car days. We'll talk about all this with Steve after the news at 3 o'clock. The big announcement that came down late last week is that the county of L.A. will not reimpose the indoor mask mandate. I think besides trying to hide behind some questionable metrics, numbers that they kept trotting out, it would have just been a huge embarrassment. And even some of the experts in the field, even those who favor and highly recommend 
you wear masks indoors are now saying, let people handle this their own way. Let people make the decision for themselves as to whether or not they want to wear a mask. In fact, I was noticing that when I walked around the Orange County Fair yesterday. I would give you a figure of 1% to 2% of people were masked. That's it. I mean, it's outdoors. It's probably not a place where you're likely to pick up COVID if you're that nervous about it. But there's still going to be a percentage of people. I didn't want to mock them. I don't think you should. But they still feel the need to mask up even outdoors. We're going to talk now to a parent. She wrote to us. She has three children that attend school in the Hacienda La Puente Unified School District. And they've got a change.org petition out there because it appears the school district is still going to make the kids mask up, despite the fact that L.A. County is not going in this direction. Let's get Melissa Valencia on the air. Melissa, are you there? Hi, yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No offense, but you have a voice like a 10-year-old. It's very high. <laughs> I get that often. <laughs> All right, so what, uh, what's the deal? You have three kids in the schools of this district. Uh, what's going on there? Yes, so I have a high schooler, middle schooler, and elementary student all in Hacienda La Puente Unified School District. And last week, they mandated that um, all students, employees must wear masks indoors. And then, you know, parents were very upset. We started, um, there was a petition. So I think, you know, they felt the pressure um, going around from the parents. So we just got word that they are now um, making it, they're strongly suggesting that students wear masks indoors, um, but that teachers, uh, all employees, volunteers, adults must wear masks indoors still. But the students, it's going to be optional, huh? Uh, yeah, so the employees just got an email at one thirty today that it's going to be optional for students. Well, look at that. You got a pretty fast victory. When did you start this campaign? Um, A few days ago. It Yeah, it just... You know, we were really upset. Parents wanted to show the district that, you know, this this isn't going to happen. <laughs> now, the, are the kids are not in, are they in school now? Is there summer classes or something going on? Or is it school starts soon, doesn't it? Yeah, school starts on Wednesday this week. Are you kidding me? The 3rd of August? Yes. I saw a sign in one neighborhood I drove through the other day, August 15th. I thought that was early. The 3rd of August. I guess they get done pretty early. <laughs> Yes. They, yeah, they get out early. So do you so, think it was just all of you parents getting together and all raising a stink over this, that they just uh, they withdrew the uh, mandatory decision for students? Uh, I'd like to think so, because, you know, they made this, they voted on this mandate a day before the L.A. County Health Department was going to um, vote on it. So... You know, it seemed like they were going to ha- make their decision regardless of what L.A. County was going to decide on the indoor um, mask mandate. So, you know, they all last year, our school district said they were following L.A. County's guidelines and that that's how they were voting. Um, so I, I think what happened was exactly what you just laid out. 
They made this decision. Mm-hmm. Then they found out like the next day. That was Thursday, by the way. And it, they didn't vote. The L.A. County Head Health Department is led by Barbara Ferrer, not a doctor, who makes this mm-hmm. decision based on some sort of ridiculous statistics as she rambles off. And she announced Thursday, we're not going back to the indoor mask mandate. We're going to pause that decision. So I think what happened was your school board said, well, we can't be the one to do this if the county's not doing it. I'm thinking that's probably what they decided. Yeah, so it's actually Jill Rojas, our assistant superintendent of human resources. She's the one who sent out the statement today. Um, So really, we don't even know who's where they're getting their data from, like how they're making these decisions. None of the board members have medical PhDs. Um, I don't know. You know, that's, that's our question. How are they making these decisions off of what data? They said there's an uptick in positive cases, but then the LA County is saying, you know, there's a decrease. So, yeah, we're at a point, we're at a point now where people should decide for themselves. It's, I think that's kind of what the country decided collectively, whether or not the few extreme experts like the Barbara Ferreras like it or not. People have decided you can choose for yourself whether to mask up. Did this bother your children wearing masks in school? Did they ever say anything? Oh, yes. It, they hated it. Um, it was hard. The, the biggest complaint was it's hard for them to breathe. That was, it was I, very uncomfortable. It's I was always told, Melissa, they'll get used to it, and some of them embrace it. No, no it didn't happen. No, huh? no, especially in the summer. You know, it's not. It's really not safe for the kids to be wearing masks in this heat, even yeah. indoors. It's it's just it's too much. It's not safe for the kids. Oh, but they were going to let them take the masks off if they play outside during recess or something. Were they going to at least give them that? Because some schools weren't letting them do that a couple of years ago. They had to wear a mask indoors and outdoors. Yes, that was our that was our district last year for part of the school year. No. All well. right. Well, well then, uh, good going. I mean, I'm glad you just got the word an hour ago. We had you lined up as a guest uh, from yesterday, so we didn't know that you were going to get this change of the decision already. But that's that's great news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still pushing for, you know, because um, volunteers still need to wear masks. They still need to be vaccinated to volunteer. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it seems corrupt. You know, we have uh, elections coming up for our district board, but I'm pretty, I believe you need to be vaccinated. I'm sorry well, about that. Well. <laughs> So, it's hard enough to find people to volunteer. You want to start putting requirements on them, like vaccinations and testing and blah, blah, blah. Good Lord, it's too overboard. All right, Melissa, thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. And then good going for speaking out on this. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, that is uh, Melissa Valencia. She's got three kids that attend the Hacienda La Puente Unified School District Schools. And as you heard her say... They voted last week to impose the indoor mask mandate. And I was like, well, all right, at least got another month to undo that. But no, they start on Wednesday, August 3rd. They're back in school already. Ah, August is here. Kids are going back. Summer's over, right, Deborah Mark? It's over. It's pretty much over. You got to move on. But she found out about an hour ago that they changed their mind and they're going to make it at least for the students. It's up to you. You decide whether or not they strongly recommend it, but... You don't have to mask up if you don't want to. It looks like employees, though, have to wear the masks. 
All right, we got more coming up here on the John and Ken Show on KFI. A few listeners were responding to my report earlier this hour about stuff they're starting to lock up in the stores because of the crazy shoplifting phase that we have going on. I don't think it's going to be a phase. We continue to have laws with no bail and no consequences and prosecutors like George Gascon. New York City has a pretty horrible DA, too. Uh, People are going to know that this stuff is there for the taking. And one said that he went to his local store and he saw that they had locked up the cough drops. Hmm. Another guy said they had locked up the men's underwear in the store he went to. Another listener emailed to say that uh, he had stopped at a shoe store and uh, the police department was already taking a report. I overheard the employee said the same guy hit the store two days ago, walked in, grabbed items, including a skateboard, and walked out. It was like a, the, the van shoes. That was kind of cool. Shoes that young people like. So that's, that's what's really going on out there. Uh, so we have to pay the consequence. They're going to tell us, don't wear any flashy jewelry. Don't wear anything expensive when you're out in public that might get the attention of a thief. And now when you go into the stores, everything's going to be locked up. That is, and I'm, I'm not even going to say of, of value. I think it's what they've decided are common shoplifted items. Like we talked earlier this hour, nobody really cares about the $5 can of soup because they probably can't resell that. But if they can resell the spam quickly or the underwear or the cough drops, or they probably know. I mean, this becomes an art form. For people who do this quote for a living, steal stuff and then resell it, they know exactly what they want when they're going into these stores. And of course, without any consequences, it's getting easier and easier to do. My guest after three o'clock will be the KFI News Department's own Steve Gregory with the full update on the wonderful Sixth Street Bridge in downtown L.A. That bugger cost nearly $600 million, took years to complete, and it's already being defaced, overrun. It's become a spectacle, an embarrassment. But, you know, others are apparently seeing it as a welcome to the neighborhood. This is who we are. So come and enjoy. This is our playground. Come and do what you want here. Yeah, climb up on the archways and fall to your death. Uh, Yeah, I'm waiting for that to happen. Uh, He'll tell us about the LAPD's actions, their plan for this. Kevin DeLeon, the councilman, that's his district that includes the bridge, said that he just does. What's really funny. What's the word? that he used here. He doesn't want this to taint the city's image. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's not taint the city of Los Angeles' image with the homeless and the crime that we have going on right now. Let's not make that bridge and all the shenanigans that's going on there make things worse. All right. So we move over to pick on a vegan day. Mm. Actually, this story is good news for you, although looks like our technical director, Eric, has a little fun for you. But um, Mm. the headline Eating a burger and fries every day can raise your risk of Alzheimer's. Oh, well, then I don't have to worry about it. Well, you eat fries, though. Hardly. I told John to stop bringing me them, even though it was very nice of him. It's not good for my uh, my weight. So. Yeah? What, yeah? Was it showing? Yeah, I've gained a couple pounds. Just from John's fries? Yeah, from I in think and out? so, yeah, because I have no willpower, and I eat a bunch of stuff beforehand, and then he brings me the fries... So he has stopped. But again, I'm grateful. Eric told me somebody called the Moist Line complaining that I was uh, not grateful to John bringing me fries. I am grateful and I love fries and I would eat them numerous times a day, but I, I don't want to gain weight. 
Okay. Sorry, right. I just had to let that out, Ken. Thanks well, for being my shrink. Maybe it's the avocados. I don't know. You oh, yeah, check I know. Your avocados, too. But avocados are healthier than fries, so I'm not giving up my avocado habit. So this story was deceptive because I looked at it and it said, eating a burger and fries every day can raise your risk of Alzheimer's. But actually, it's about processed foods. And processed foods go far beyond just eating a hamburger and fries. Do you ever look up, Deborah Mark, kind of what a processed food is about? I, I know that it's not healthy and I try to not eat foods. And when I do read labels that, that say that, I, I try not to eat those things. So technically, food processing is the transformation of agricultural products into food or one form of food into other forms. In other words, you can take the potato out of the field and just go into the house and bake it or eat it, right? The potato. But if you take the potato and you turn it into French fries, guess what? You've turned it into a processed food. Yes. Right. It includes many forms from grinding grains to making raw flour to home cooking. And I'm looking at the list here. White flour, white pasta, white bread, potato chips, pretzels. You don't really see hamburgers there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I get you. So it, I thought that was a little bit tricky. Uh, these all count as processed foods. Breakfast cereals, cheese. Mm. Uh, you, you don't eat cheese. Nope. Tinned vegetables. Well, I guess that's because of the way they probably put it into the... The can. Uh, yeah, bread, savory snacks, uh, meat products like bacon, sausage, ham, salami. Nope. Yeah, the meat products are in there. Cakes and biscuits. See, that's my downfall because I do like cakes and biscuits. I but, love cakes, biscuits, bread. Yeah, but yours has to be... Vegan, but still, right. there's, they're high there's in calories. There's no eggs in there. There's no, no... And I'm, but I'm sure there's a lot of processing going on in those things. Brazilian researchers monitored 10,000 people for 10 years. And they found that people that got a quarter of their calories from processed foods that even include soft drinks, chicken nuggets, had a 28% greater cognitive decline than those who had less. I always question these studies, though, because I wonder, and I imagine if they're paid enough and they're trustworthy enough, they can set aside all the variables so you're not just dealing with something that would have happened anyway to people. But they want people to cook more for themselves, consume non-processed foods, like grains, vegetables, and fish more regularly. About 58% of the average American diet is from processed foods. Even in Canada, it's as high as 48%. High sugar, salt, and fat content in processed foods is behind what they think is a rapid cognitive decline. Because, oh, in this term, it raises inflammation. That's become a very popular term now for people to talk about diets and foods that you eat. Inflammation. I was reading the uh, Tom Brady book on how he eats, and that's one of the things he tried to avoid was foods that he says that he says inflame. That includes tomatoes, Deborah Mark, and <gasps> eggplants. Oh, no. He eats yeah. avocado ice cream. Uh, well, I don't know if that's an inflammatory. And I guess it's, I don't think avocados is on the list, right? That sounds gross, though. Yeah, but does he have <laughs> sugar? It's a processed food then, probably. It's got sugar in it and stuff. It may even have dairy. Um, apparently, at the Cubs-Giants game, Deborah Mark, this is still happening. People are running onto the field with signs encouraging you not to eat meat. Remember we had that yes. happen in a couple of NBA playoff games Absolutely. a few months ago? Though that was about the chickens that were being slaughtered. I don't know what this protester... But apparently, uh, this made its way onto Twitter. What is this? Windy City Edits and John Boy Media. This is a fan who was yelling 
at the protester. No, he's not cheering for the home team to win. He was. What's you wrong see with the that video. Person? This guy's really leaning over and screaming. Who does I that? love steak. Well, he's probably annoyed that the protester held up the game, right? Yeah. I mean, why do your people have to do this? I... Why do they have to show up at sporting events? Is that because people I don't that know. go to sporting events are the biggest meat eaters with all the damn hot dogs and stuff, and I... they can't help but try to. Uh, uh, interfere with a sporting event with I wouldn't protest? do that, Ken. Okay. I don't know why some people do. That's a little I, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I love steak. We think <laughs> I that might love be, avocados. That might be John Cobelt who <laughs> made a he made a stop in San Francisco. That's to, where he to, is. To watch it. So he doesn't call attention to himself in public. He would never do that. No. <laughs> that, that guy probably had a few beers. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, Steve Gregory with the latest on the wonderful thing that is downtown Los Angeles' 6th Street Bridge. They call it the Viaduct, which uh, uh, connects downtown Los Angeles with the lovely neighborhood of Boyle Heights. It has been quite a story since it's been open. July 10th is when it opened. It's only been three weeks. So much has happened. Steve will tell us what LAPD's trying to do to tamp down on the questionable behavior. It's the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, and Deborah Mark has the news now. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.